Is that White Rabbit? <laughs> nope, that is the theme of this episode, kind of, sort of. Okay, kind of, sort of. Let's go. Walker, not Texas Ranger. Go. <laughs> yes, Walker, not Texas Ranger. That's, uh, y- you know, you could have gotten music wrong because I think that's El Salvador. Oh. I don't know that the music is the same. Uh <laughs> I don't know that they have the same uh, love of trumpets and uh, and one step removed from German umpa bands. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is not the Walker that you think. This is not Walker Texas um, Ranger. Ranger. Chuck no, Norris. no, no. This is uh, th- this is a uh, uh, Walker who was a. Uh, uh, sort of uh, self-made general uh-huh. that that tried to take over San Salvador and Nicaragua back in the day, and uh, we were going to make uh, Alex Cox, Alex Cox of uh, uh, Sid and Nancy, and uh, let's see what else. That's another one that Repo I wasn't Man. credited. Repo Man, right? You know, I I built the, all the uh, the Chelsea's hotel sets. Uh huh. Uh, for uh, Sid and Nancy, and that isn't on IMDb either. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I'm not going to go into all the cruel, but you know what? It is connected because it is Alex Cox, right? Yeah, so Al- Alex Cox, um, quick story about him the um, we were sitting in the office, uh, doing Repo Man, and 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 this is. The, this is the description of Alex Cox. We sent <laughs> we sent a PA to the airport to pick up Alex Cox. Okay, and uh, so so <laughs> this was before cell phones. So when you oh. send somebody out, they just have to go out and do it. Yeah, <laughs> or or find a or find a, a payphone and call you back <laughs> and all the rest of that. And uh, and and so he's a, a squeak. He still had that uh, that new PA smell, and uh, so he goes out and he's trying to uh, pick up the director Alex Cox, and uh, he's gone for a really really long time, and uh, eventually we get a phone call from him, and he says he's I can't find this guy anymore, <laughs> and finally some and finally somebody says well. You do know what you're looking for, right? And he goes, "Well, I'm looking for a director, right?" And they go, "No, no, no. You're looking for a director, but he's going to have spiked hair, <laughs> oh, a huge spiked mohawk. Um, he's going to be wearing a leather jacket. Uh, you know, think of think of a, an aging punk rocker." <laughs> the guy goes, oh, well, he's standing right next to me then. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is the Alex Cox okay. that I was working with. Okay. But I was also li- working with uh, 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 Ray Burbank, Ray, uh, Linda Burbank and Ray Fox. And they were uh, – they were the production designers on Repo Man. They were the ones that came up with the brilliant idea of uh, labeling all the food with the label. <laughs> Repo Man was well known that they couldn't get anybody to uh, promote anything on it. Beans is nobody understood the script. Uh-huh. So 
so everything had to be generic. And so they kind of like really leaned into it and just put those, uh, they labeled everything food and then, and then put that, uh, put that, uh, scanner bar on it. So, okay. uh, you know, like there was red, red pop and then the scanner bar and then, uh, uh, food beans scanner bar <laughs> just everywhere <laughs> <laughs> actually uh, absolutely ridiculous and great and um so i'm going with them and, and here's the thing we're telling the story of this this guy who went down um i th- think just at the turn of the century uh he tried to take over nicaragua nicaragua yes and he actually achieved it i mean he he actually went down and, and kind of overthrew the government overthrew the government with a bunch of mercenaries um, <laughs> pretending that they were an American Marine unit. Um, uh, and it's just a wackiest damn story. But, but the thing is, is what we had to do is we had to go down to Mexico Beans as Nicaragua at the time, wasn't the best place to be in. <laughs> <laughs> think of, Think of the 80s and uh, Ollie North and uh, Reagan and all that kind of shit going on, right? So The Nicaragua, opening of Predator. Yeah, it, it, wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't the spot where an American film crew really wanted yeah. to go. And so, so we were going to Mexico to, to see if we could get the same look down there. Um, let me just say that eventually they did end up shooting it in Nicaragua with a primarily British and French crew. Oh my! So that's kind of how I didn't get on the credits. I is see. is that I was I was there on the experimental expedition. So for three weeks we crossed in and out and and across uh, uh, Mexico in the in the most remote places you can possibly think of, trying to find an old sugar plantation to uh, to film in. Now here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> the jungle takes over everything in the <laughs> middle of Mexico. Yeah. Right. So, so beans is the sugar plantations were wiped out, you know, in the twenties. Um, and they, every time that we found one, it was, uh, just nothing but a ruin. I mean, absolutely a ruin. And these were huge buildings. Oh, I can imagine. Right? And just just huge ruins, and they were in parts of Mexico. See, back then, without cell phones, yeah. there was um, the, the the connections that they had to some of the to the area that we were going were. Um, I, I'm going to say that they hadn't been touched by man before because that wasn't the way it was. But a man. Imagine if you're a village and everybody in the village uh, hasn't literally hasn't gone more than a mile outside of the village, right? I mean, just just like as far as the subsistence farmer farmers could eke out a living, that's as far as they went, right? Yeah. And 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 we were going from one to the other to the other, getting deeper and deeper and deeper in, looking for these plantations, and and we literally. started one of our journeys was to start from Mazatlan and go seven days into the interior from there. What the where, fuck? I mean, just, just, I mean, literally just dirt roads, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm in the back of a VW van 
um, <laughs> with, with, with Ray and, and Linda and just going up and down these hills. And, and you didn't have to worry about a, like another car coming. I mean, because that was, uh, not gonna happen <laughs> you might hit it you might hit an occasional burrow but it was like going back in time and yeah. and and here's the thing is we would sleep in the churches oh okay right and 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 literally we're asking as we're going like we're out there actually roaming around on rumors okay. of a sugar plantation be in fact i have this i just still in my mind have this this image of a uh, of this, uh, of our translators standing in the middle of uh, a, a group of a village people, like nine or ten people, and she's asking for this one particular, uh, this one particular plantation, and all of them, all of them at the same time, are pointing in different directions. <laughs> And that was what we were up against. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we literally wound up crossing a uh, a lake in these canoe-like things to get to this uh, to get to this uh, uh, island that supposedly had a plantation on it at one point. And I am not kidding when I say we had to walk out like almost half a mile before we could actually get in the canoe. Oh my God. <laughs> because the draft wasn't deep enough. Right. Yeah. And then, and then when we got to the Island, we had to stop about a half a mile out and then walk to the Island. Oh, and I mean, it's just walking in this mud that you can't, that you just feel these squishy things as you're going, right? It was intense. And uh, I, after a while, I, I, I honestly thought to myself that, uh, that Alex was just having us on, you know, <laughs> this was just a fucking joke. <laughs> Because it was just so, it was so intense. <laughs> and then, and so then we would sleep in these uh, villages that got further and further away from the coast. Yeah. And therefore further and further away from like civilization, right? And tech, and you have to remember, Mexico is a really big place. Yeah. I mean, the interior of Mexico is crazy. Those, some of those areas are so self-sufficient and so, you know, Back then, just no communication, and uh, and the uh, the churches got weirder and weirder and weirder as we went. You I know, imagine. I mean, I think that when we were all the way in, you know, we were like almost in the middle of of the of the uh, country, uh, coming straight over from Mazatlan, and, and like one village after another, and alligators started to be a standing alligator was standing next to Christ in the church. You know? It's like, whoa, <laughs> what the fuck is that? Fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, that was when you were like, okay, <laughs> let's go back. Let's go the other way. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, we managed to actually come all the way across and then um, wound up in Cuernavaca. Uh, which is just outside of uh, Mexico City, and uh, and then took a took actual roads down to uh, uh, a Mexican resort on the coast called Playa del Ropa, where we were we were going to land the uh, 
land his, uh, uh, it was part of the script was to, to do a landing, right. You know, uh, of a turn of the century ship. And, um, uh, the thing is, is going down these, we always had a driver and, and his, his name was Pedro. And, uh, he was like, just the coolest guy you, you could ever imagine, but he would be driving out across the desert and, and it would just be whooped uh, 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 you know, up and down, up and down, up and down. But I mean, the gullies, it, it isn't like what we do. We, we flatten out a desert, right? Yeah. We take all the gullies away and we put in this huge, you know, uh, multi-lane road. Okay. What they do is they just do a road that's wide enough for one car and they just follow the gully. <laughs> They go into whatever gully oh and whatever low spot oh and, and out the other side. And, and so it's just like, whoa, 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 all the way down. And the thing is, is if another vehicle is coming, uh, you could hardly tell. But but the only people that were really on these roads were uh, the truckers, right? Yeah. And and I would say, how? All of a sudden, he'd be, blah, 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 and then he'd pull over. Boom. And all of a sudden, a truck would slam by, right? And I was like, wow, that's weird. And it kept happening, kept happening. I was like, Pedro, how how do you know that somebody's coming? And he goes, uh, he goes well, if you look out here, all, all the – legally in, in uh, Mexico, all the truckers have to have the tow, uh, their uh, stacks, right, for the exhaust – have to go up above the uh, trailers that they're the height of the trailers by uh, like three feet. And it's because then you can see the diesel exhaust <laughs> and you could see it. And then you pull over and then they come flying by. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> that's how, that's how you could tell that somebody was coming. I was oh like, my. Holy shit. <laughs> that's crazy. And then we climb mountains at the end. And, and this whole story is leading to the weirdest chicken lunch I ever had. Okay. <laughs> so, so now we're going up in the mountains. And as we're, as we're like climbing these mountain roads, you, you could tell that uh, <laughs> I, of course, I'm not really a very nice person. And I would say that, you know, uh, we better slow down because that's a three cross turn. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what a three cross turn is? That means that there's three uh, three crosses on the turn uh, where people have died. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so, so, so you know, uh, a five cross turn, you know, is is, yeah, is like a U, the, the it's like a U turn, right? Yeah, yeah. Basically, <laughs> it's a U turn, right? You know, so, Jesus. <laughs> so you just so he would just adjust his speed accordingly as we're going along, and so. We're up in the mountains and, and man, we're just starving. And uh, we come through a good be- bit of a uh, desert, and we're coming coming across the mountains, coming across the mountains. And all of a sudden, there's there's a sign on the side of the road that uh, you know in, in Spanish says you know uh, ch- chicken, right? <laughs> and so and so we pull over, and, and and what what it is is you pull over, and there's like three. Um, Stone tables, right? Yeah, with with you know stone chairs next to them, and 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 we're we're on the side of a cliff, basically, right? 
<laughs> and you and and we just pulled over and we went and, and we sat down and and all of a sudden up over the lip comes a a woman right and she go and, and so our our interpreter ordered us the chickens and then I and then I go over to the edge and look down and there <laughs> stay under, under just a like fifty feet below us clinging to the side of the cliff is a house and clinging and, and there's this just super steep grass <laughs> maintained grass thing next to the house and it's got all these chickens on it and so she goes in the house a boy runs out of the house runs out <laughs> runs down a chicken <laughs> grabs it by the neck swings it in the air <laughs> and goes back into the house <laughs> and I go well fuck? this is going to be fresh <laughs> And so maybe uh, an hour and a half later, we got our fresh chickens. <laughs> they literally killed them for us. Wow. Of course, they didn't have refrigeration or electricity or anything like that. They killed them for us, plucked them, then cooked them. So, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> how does this happen? <laughs> See? This stuff happens to people who open their themselves up for the weirdness. You know, this film uh, pretty much ruined his career. Did it? Yeah, it, because he didn't go much of any part after it. He was blacklisted uh, after this film and by, uh, yeah, by all major studios for the last 20 years. He's been blacklisted. Now, do you know why? I've never seen it. Uh, no, it, it says... Uh, Walker Gardner predominantly negative reviews. It's gross as it's muddled as it's absurd, says the Washington Post. It was a really absurd script, I'll tell you that. Roger Ebert gave it zero <laughs> star rating. Uh, there's like one positive review, but it just says director Alex Cox has never was never employed again by a major Hollywood studio, and his subsequent films have received only limited distribution in the United States. In a 2008 interview with the AV Club. Cox said distribution is controlled by the studios and I've been on the blacklist of the studios for the last 20 years. The last movie I was to direct was the running man. It was actually a good film. I thought, right. Which I would like to done the running man. It was just that the Walker happened at the same time. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And, and he wrote Walker and you know, it was an interesting enough story, but, uh, but he also had a whole fantasy edge to it that was going on that I didn't understand. And Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, Alex Cox did have a tendency to get mighty weird about stuff. You know, I mean, think of Repo Man. Yeah, that is a oh, strange really weird. film, isn't it? It is a weird film, and and it's not. Um, it, he doesn't think linearly at all. Yeah, you know. Uh, but I, I have to say, Sid and Nancy was an amazing film. Would you say that's his only good film? Uh, well, that and Repo Man, Fair those, those are his only, th those are his only good films. I mean, as far as I can tell. So when you did Hercules, you worked in New Zealand, correct? Yeah. Right. So segueing onto our next rabbit hole per se, Ozploitation films. Now, for those of you listeners out there, uh, the origin of the term Ozploitation <laughs> is credited to the documentary, Not Quite Hollywood, the wild, untold story of Ozploitation. This 2008 feature explores, explores, fuck, 
exploitation films made during the Australian New Wave. The film includes interviews with numerous figures involved in exploitation. Uh, American horror, well, Australian, sorry, rather, horror film production trebled less than 20 films in the 1990s to over 60 films between 2000 and 2008. So pretty much, exploitation uh, is often considered a smaller wave than New Wave, covering a wide range of genres from sexploitation, biker films, horror films, and even kung fu. Have, did you ever work on any of those? Uh, I, you know, a couple of them. Um, I they they do have a uh, a uh, pretty brutal edge to them. Yeah, the yeah. most popular probably being the Mad Max franchise. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hello. Uh, but that was way back in the eighties. Yeah, and then they had. Uh, I remember a movie that really stands out is The Man from Hong Kong, featuring uh, Jimmy Wang Yang. <laughs> The uh, stuntman, uh, Taiwanese actor dude that was just like, I don't know. I guess he was a real douche. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the only way to like really say. Well, you know, the, 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 the funny thing about the, uh, the, uh, the Mad Max films yeah. is that that was the original Mad Max, the, the first one. Yeah, was such an underground hit. I mean, that was the one that all the filmmakers wanted to. Uh, everybody said, "Oh, you have to see that one, right?" Yeah. And then, and then the one, the second one is the one that became popular in the public. Mad Max Two. Uh, yeah, Mad Max One. Mad, right. And then it got stupid. <laughs> uh, Beyond Thunderdome in '85, pig shit. What the- all that stuff. See, now, now that was a classic example of 80s success. <laughs> yes, for sure. I mean, absolutely to a T. <laughs> everything that was wrong, everything that was wrong with the 80s was wrong with that film. <laughs> absolutely. They had too much money and were too high to spend it. <laughs> they wrecked a lot of cars. Uh, oh, they did, yes. <laughs> and there was a lot of... Uh, underlying homosexual undertones i would say maybe uh with a lot of leather half-naked men walking around the desert inhaling uh pig feces and fighting in bubbles uh <laughs> metal bubbles <laughs> so how would you rate how would you rate the four of them uh probably mad max 2 mad max 1 and then 3 in the re- in the like the uh the sequel thing the uh, fury road <laughs> The, the one, the most recent one? Yeah. I, I love the most recent one. I think I would put Mad Max 2, the most recent one, then the first one. Okay. Then uh, last and and totally deservedly Thunder, Thunder, Thunderbore, Thund, Thunderdome. Yeah. Uh, Thunderdome's was, a little too much out there for me. It's <laughs> a terrible film. <laughs> it really is. It, it, it was what you know what it, that was what goes what gets wrong what what went wrong yeah that's period that's, <laughs> things get out of hand now also in 81 other than mad max 2 a film that i for some reason reason love uh 1981's strange behavior also known as dead kids which is a slasher film that's been ignored by uh the horror community for so long. And I found it picked it up via vinegar syndrome at a convention not too long ago. 
and it's an homage to pop horror films. Yeah. Uh, well, pulp horror films in the 50s. And it's really strange. Uh, it's super obscene. Uh, <laughs> and it, if you listen, if you well not listen, but if you watch it today, there's a lot of insensitive parts. There's uh, a scene where I think it's like the mayor or a cop. No, I think it might be the cop. So the, uh, the point is, is that these kids uh, get experimented on and it causes them to become like these slasher villains and they kill people around uh, the town. And this one, you know, bigger girl uh, goes and kills this lady. And the cop, you know, has a list of all these students. And he got walks over and he throws it on the desk and he goes, what are you going to do with that? He goes, we're going to find the fat ones. And he, <laughs> and he points at the book and then he uh, walks into the uh, the chief's room and he slams it on the door on the desk and he goes, 300 fat girls in this university and I can't find. <laughs> and it's just like, Jesus Christ, what is going on? <laughs> and the film's absolutely bonkers. Like there's an opening scene where this guy has this really shitty Halloween mask and he chases this girl through the woods and she falls into the uh, pool. Right. And there's a party happening inside the house and nobody can hear her screaming because there's a party going on. And apparently this girl can't swim. So instead of the killer following her into the water, he stands there and watches her struggle to swim. And then she grabs onto this line in the pool. So he just like casually walks over and then like slowly cuts the line to the the line that she's holding on. And then he just, she just fucking dies right next to everyone. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Great. It's intense. So, so is there prequel? To what was that? You cut out there. Is it? It's a prequel. Prequel. It's a prequel to Joker. Oh, I've seen you talking about Joker on the internet. Have you seen Joker yet? I have not, but you said it was twenty minutes too long. <laughs> oh yeah, that's uh, t- totally. I mean, I, it, you know, it, it, it's the Hollywood hype. Uh, yeah, that says that it's brutal. Well, yeah, okay. is it? Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, but you know. What isn't these days, right? What is his but, portrayal of Joker relative to what other one in the level of intensity? Uh, compare him to other Jokers. Oh, um, you know, it, it's it's kind of different because this is like the bare bones beginning Joker, right? This is a a, a new. This is just concentrating on just. You know, it kind of reminded me more of uh, of Logan. Oh, in, in, okay. In its feeling of desperation. Yes. You know, it's utter, utterly desperate. Uh, you know, it, it's like it's like this just horrible. It's a horror film. Okay. It's built like a horror film, right? It's it's suspenseful. Uh, it's just really long. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> and, and there are just shot after shot after shot of just him. Right. Uh, but boy, it's got some great kills in it. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I bet. Oh, uh, you have to go see it. You have to go see it. I, I'm just saying that I, I, I thought that, uh, that it was, uh, incredible. Incredibly, uh, 
I used the word when I was writing. Uh, it, it's it's just long. It's just there. There are an awful lot of shots that are uh, are uh, just over the top of just you know the Joker kind of doing this w- wacky dance that he does and you know being evil and yeah. stuff and and and, and just. Just looking at a diseased mind, I could look at 20 minutes less diseased mind and I would be happy. (laughs) The kills are great. (laughs) I like that. That's that's from a horror film. Uh, So speaking of exploitation, Ozploitation, what is the lowest budget film other than Vengeance that you've worked on? Boy, uh, lowest budget. I worked on a film called Dead Men Don't Die, and it was terrible. And it was done by a a guy who uh, was a dentist, and uh, <laughs> I don't ninety one. Yeah, was it ninety one? <laughs> Dead men don't die. It uh, was with Elliot Gould. Yeah, yeah, it was with Elliot Gould, and my son uh, got to hang out with Elliot Gould uh, all the time on the set because he, you know, ran down with me. Let, let me tell you a quick story about that. So this film was made by a bunch of vastly incompetent human beings that basically were dentists. And, um, and I guess the people that a a dentist would hire, right. And I was an art director on it. Um, and you know, it it was one of those things where absolutely everything all went wrong because nobody really knew how to do anything. And so at one point (laughs) they were so bad that we literally got kicked out of a parking structure now i don't know what you have to do as a film group to get kicked out of a parking structure yeah i mean what the hell could you possibly damage that you would get kicked out of a parking structure but they did and so all of a sudden i got this call that the set that was going to be ready uh in two days needed to be ready now Right. Yeah. We're literally, they said we're on our way across town and, and (laughs) these guys wanted to put all this, you know, great art. They, they had, you know, rented this, uh, uh, four of a building, right. Uh, Of a nice building. And they wanted to do art on the walls and stuff. And, and so we had like slammed across town and, and got all these pictures hung and got this office dressed and everything. And, um, and we're just waiting, and um, and they don't show up. And finally, it, it gets dark, and we kind of pack up and and go home. So we come back, we show up set in the morning, <laughs> the same place. <laughs> we show up, and everybody's there. And um, evidently, on the way across town <laughs> from the last place that they got kicked up, yeah, they decide to stop in Beverly Hills. <laughs> in a park in Beverly Hills and just start filming some outdoor scenes just in Beverly Hills, which is like 
you know, every filmmaker alive knows that you don't mess with Beverly Hills. You know, you got to do your P's and Q's because they're vicious about their privacy, right? Yes. So, so this entire film crew winding up just filming just just because they, you know, got the time and and what made them make this decision as a group on the road, you know, uh, before cell phones just kind of blew my mind. <laughs> but they managed to get half the crew arrested, spent the night in jail. <laughs> oh no! Literally. <laughs> <laughs> and the night in jail i was like uh really so i i mean people were showing up on the set as they got out of jail <laughs> wow yeah yeah i was like, wow this is a bunch they at, at one point they had this this woman that had to ride on this three-wheel cycle and the transportation um which was a dentist. Uh, he uh, he bought this three wheel trike, and uh, it, I was the art director. It, I don't know why I was messing with this thing, but he goes, uh, "We we need you to uh, take this uh, three wheel trike and, and get it running, so we could do these shots uh, with the voodoo priestess. <laughs> that the three the voodoo priest priestess uh, uh, drew." tooled around uh, town uh, in this three-wheel uh, trike with a Volkswagen motor in back, right? Yeah. And, and you know, as they do. And um, so I had to go pick it up, and it doesn't have a trailer or anything. <laughs> so she just gives me the keys, and I proceed to try and drive it across town. Now, it was the funkiest thing you've ever seen. And I, so I pulled into a mechanic's office, a, a mechanic place. Right. Yeah. And, and as I pulled into the driveway and as I headed it into the bay, I was going to put it in the, uh, in the bay and then go in and talk to them. And the throttle stuck wide open. <laughs> it just slammed into the bay, scattering tools and me <laughs> and everything all the all over the place. And 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 I look up, and as I look up, I'm looking up through a, a shot a shotgun at the owner. Oh shit! Who barely, who barely speaks English. <laughs> Oh, my. And I was like, uh, okay, I will stay here. <laughs> and and finally, they got me a phone so that I could call the location manager, another dentist, to come down <laughs> and work it out. <laughs> wow. So what's what, Man, why, why so many dentists? Why? I, it was it, it was a consortium of dentists that uh, decided that they were going to get together and they were going to make a film. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and they were going to do all the positions and stuff. And, uh, I, I think that they hired me as a, as an art director and a friend of mine who was kind of incompetent that okay. normally did stills and he was the production designer. It was a mess. I mean, literally we got a, uh, a, a, a cop was killed, uh, while, uh, leading 
traffic along, uh, you know, in while they were uh, sh- shooting uh, on a process trailer across town. No shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. To to have lost your life, you, you know, and 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 this is this is a comment that I know has been made many times <laughs> that it feels weird, but it's to have lost your life on that horrible film. <laughs> True. <laughs> Sucks. Sucks. You know, <laughs> to, going down on twilight zone, at least, you know, uh, that was something right. You know, yeah. a helicopter and a fiery clash and losing your head. All right, Vic. Oh, good going, my. but 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 man, losing your losing your life uh, as a cop on that film just just stupid. So, Mick, uh, where are you going this weekend? What am I? What am I? What am I? What am I? What? Where are you going? I am going to New Jersey Horror. Uh, what is it called? New, New Jersey, Jersey Horror Con. Horror Con, right? New Jersey Horror Con. I'm gonna be. Come on by, see me, uh, yell at me. Uh, curse at me, whatever you want. I'm I'm up for I'm up for anything. You will be guesting on a podcast while you're there. Uh, some of the other dobackers will be meeting up with Mick at the New Jersey Horror Con, and he will be on the Wicked Wednesdays podcast. Uh, whenever he is free, but of course the man's gonna be busy. It's Mick fucking Strawn, people. I am always busy. <laughs> I'm always doing something. Holy shit. No, I, I can't stay still. Usually I walk around. Yeah. I walk around, just introduce myself to people, and uh, and, and, and I'm loud. Yeah. Usually I'm just loud. Very you know? loud. So <laughs> you're in Nashville now. I'm what? You're I'm, in- yeah, I'm in Nashville. I'm, I'm, well, I'm in Gallatin. And uh, Gal- I'm, I'm, I got uh, six acres. Uh, it, the big lawn. I I, I, <laughs> my, I saw my uh, uh, my granddaughter uh, out mowing the lawn today, which is probably four acres of the property is is lawn, and they've got this uh, this super hopped up like uh, lawnmower that goes ten miles an hour. Holy shit! <laughs> it's the craziest looking thing. <laughs> I bet they 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 do this for they mow this four acres in two hours. Wow, that's crazy! Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it's it's quite the thing. It sounds, but I like uh, it. got a tree. It's got a creek down at the edge of the property, and this little forest, and uh, it's just cute as a bug. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Now you that's can do amazing. East Coast cons with all us cool people. That's the idea. Now I'm I, I'm East Coast, baby. Yeah, we need to get you at Steel City so we could have all the dobackers get together and have a big old blowout and party, party. And I would love to have Savini and you sit down and just do a rabbit hole with us. That would be no, incredible. That'd be crazy. That would be crazy. <laughs> uh, Doug Bradley lives in Pittsburgh too, so we probably could get him on as well. The more the merrier, man. Absolutely. I I, I actually think that uh, Tuesday night lives out here somewhere. Really? I think she's. I think that she's in Kentucky. Now we could do some really cool rabbit holes with her. There you go. There you go. So we will. Uh, we will uh, have a have us a good time. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have an East Coast good time. I found that the the people in this town are amazing. This is this town of Gall- Gallatin. Got thirty six. 
thousand people and they uh they're just walking downtown they have a cool downtown i mean just really really awesome brick buildings everywhere and uh and everybody seems to be happy and thriving and they they talk to each other and it's it's very cool it's a it's got that down that uh down south hospitality Awesome. As opposed to uh, uh, Northern Washington, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm, which I'm more used to. <laughs> so, talk about rabbit holes. This episode was full of them. It was. Where did we go, and why? I have no idea, but that just means <laughs> we've accomplished what we set out to do. There you go. Yes. We we are a rabbit hole, no matter what happens. Damn straight. Next week, we will not have an episode for you. As we just said, Mick will be at the New Jersey HorrorCon. Stop by, say hi to your favorite art director slash production designer. And some of the other Vengeance crew will be there. And of course, the Dubak discussion crew, the Wicked Wednesdays, and one of the Gordmore hosts will all be present at the New Jersey HorrorCon this weekend. Well, Mick. I will see you guys there. Yes. Well, this is the host with the most, TJ Bowser, signing off. See you guys.